Welcome to Quirinstein Bears, the podcast. Follow us at Quirinstein Bears, the podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Here are your hosts, CJ and Mike. Hey, fuckers. Hey, homos. I don't, I don't know. I just had to get real nasty right off the bat. For some reason. I mean, there's no way. There was nowhere but up from here, Michael. Right, really. When I start the episode <laughs> off with hey, fuckers, I mean, it really can go anywhere from there. Hi, everybody. This is CJ. <laughs> and this is Michael, your hostess with the mostest. What are we, Beetlejuice? <laughs> I don't know. But you know how like Trixie and Kati do their like goofy little intro things? Like No, I don't. Like so- yes, you do. You've seen an episode of Uh, because I've, I've seen- showed you an episode of Uh. Yes, it's the only episode I've ever watched of Uh. Right, but you know how they do their like little intro thing and they're like, I'm the British lady that hates time. I'm a fucking clock destroyer, Trixie Mattel. Like I always wanted like some cute little like goofy I don't know. We're never doing that. No. Get it out of your system now, <laughs> get, it, get it out right now. You're like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Well, if you don't know who we are, I am CJ. I am married to the one, the only, Darian Lake. I'm just kidding. Shut the I'm fuck just up. I'm married to the- Boa. I'm married to the fat one from season seven, Ginger Minge. Which one? Ginger Minge. <laughs> There's only one fat one on season- Oh, no, there was two. Jade, you're married to Jaden Dior Fierce. Jaden, I love Jaden Dior Fierce. And who are you, Michael? I'm Michael. You know me from absolutely nowhere. <laughs> The bathroom stalls, the he was formerly an app member. And by app member, I mean he was formerly on Grinder. Right. I think I've seen your phone number in the bathrooms. Well, you've also seen my phone number in your phone because you have my phone number. That's true. Right, because we're friends. That's true. Michael, what did you do this week? I did absolutely nothing, to be totally fucking honest. Sounds like an amazing <laughs> week. I wish I could have a week like I that. I drank some beer. I waited on some tables. I drank some more beer. Wait, did you do it all at the same time? I, girl, if I could fucking drink beer at work, I'd be so much more productive. Like, there needs to be, like, you know those, like, resort mugs at Disney World where, like, you scan it and you're like, three refills left. Like, I should be allowed, like, three drinks at work, like a max. So, like, you scan my little mug and you're like, okay, you only get three <laughs> beers at work. And then, like, you're done. But then that's when you start bartering with other people and, like, hey, can I use your refill mug? Like, <laughs> It's like you have like drink six. It's like when you go to the Universal, you have the freestyle cup, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because when I used to work for Hard Rock, Bailey and I used to hide in the closet and get wasted. Wow, that's on the podcast now. We were managers. It's okay. <laughs> we are doing quality control. <laughs> Of the beverages <laughs> in the in the bar. You have to make sure that what when it said it was Bud Light, it was actually Bud Light. On her last night at work when she quit, we took shots of Louis the Fourteenth, like that three hundred dollars a shot liquor. Yeah, I know yeah. what it is. Okay, but yeah, so I did nothing this weekend. Um, my life is very boring. Well, we did some activities together. If you want to talk about them in your life update, yeah, in my life update. <laughs> um, you know, Michael, I've been working on some projects for Ginger. You know, you don't say. It's my life every single day. I wish I had a week like yours where I didn't do anything all week. No, I just work on projects for Ginger, editing uh, her new show that. She does on YouTube called Ew Try This with her drag sister, Gidget. Ew, try this. If you haven't checked it out, yes, I'm going to shamelessly plug my husband's YouTube channel. Search Ginger Minge. It's his YouTube channel. But they do a series called Ew Try This. You were there when we recorded it. Yeah, I mean, it's no different than Share Needles shamelessly plugging your OnlyFans live on stage. Exactly. But they try some different things. In the episode they just did, they tried uh, some keto-friendly snacks and, and meals and stuff like that. So I've been editing that. 
um, signing some contracts for some upcoming fun Ooh. things that we're going to be doing uh, this year. And then we did some Top Golf, which if you have never been to Top Golf, we did it two days in a row. I went and we called it Bottom Golf, but <laughs> I can't feel my arms. It's the most work that I've ever done since I wrestled, and that was 15 fucking years ago. Were you using your jack off arm though? Because I feel like you should be like pretty pretty well versed in that. I would have been hitting the ball a lot better if I was. Uh, but if you've never been to a Top Golf before, it's a driving range, but, but like gay. Yes, <laughs> it's very gay. lit up at neon. There are eight different holes you can potentially hit your balls into. Ooh. You're welcome. Use that how you will. Uh, and then when you hit it, the further you hit it, the more points you get. It keeps track of your score. And it's like the sports version of skee ball. Yes, it is the sports. It's the golf version. Right, it's of like the ball. it's like the like the butch man version of skee ball. But it is a lot of fun. If you have a top golf in your area, please go try it. It's an amazing thing here in Orlando for like an Vegas hour. York, yeah, for an hour, it's fifty dollars for an hour of as much golf as you can do for an hour. You can go anywhere from thirty minutes. Which I think is like twenty five dollars. All the way to like two hours. All the way to two hours, which is one hundred and fifty dollars. Which is what we did, right? We did two hours, right? Yeah, but it was a lot of fun. They have a bunch of different games. So you can do regular Top Golf, which is the highest score wins. You could do Angry Birds, which is similar to the app, but with golf instead. But really, it's, it's if you're like not a sports person, um, that's what you do. You play yeah. Angry Birds, and their drinks are really good. Yeah, the drinks are really. I got good. pretty litty. To be honest, like the drinks are cheap. Are, we, are they sponsoring us? Because like, they are we just, not. We just talked them up for but five gonna, minutes. We're gonna talk them up. You know, we got the hookup today, so of course I'm gonna give them. Thanks, a Top Golf. Up. Appreciate you. Come to the one in Orlando. Let them know CJ and Ginger sent you, and and uh, they'll probably look at you and go who, and then charge you double. Michael, did you see what happened on Sunday as well? I think it was the Grammy Awards. It was the Grammys. I consider myself an expert in the Grammys, you know, because I've been to the Grammys. Oh, God. Are you an expert on French fries, too, because you've been to France? Yeah. Or just because you're fat? I, but I've, I've actually <laughs> been to the Grammy Awards. I know. You tell me every chance you get. You took I your don't. mom. You got, what, $1,000 in budget to find Shop some... for outfits. Yeah, you got I a wanna, limo. I want to trip on the radio. Yeah, I want to trip on the radio uh, back in t- 2012, the year Whitney Houston passed away. That must have been interesting. Yeah, I it was, know it was that year. Yeah, it was that year. We were by the hotel. She died when it, when she passed away. The city oh. shot down. Yeah, I never told you that story. No, we'll you talk just about told me you went with your mom and you guys got a lot of money to spend and your mom was like, oh my God, I'm at the Grammys. I get, usually get my story shut down by y'all, so I don't ever... No, oh, stop I'm it. kidding. Anyway, so yeah, the Grammys we usually just week. tune out halfway through them. Right. No, usually, most people do. <laughs> or they just put her head in the pillow. <laughs> okay. And the Grammy goes to... 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 The Grammy goes to... Folklore, Taylor Swift! Your nostalgia, Dua Lipa. Savage, Megan Thee Stallion. I'm featuring Beyonce. Billie Eilish. Rain on me. Lady Gaga. I can't breathe. Her. Watermelon sugar. Harry Styles. Okay, wait a minute. History has just been made. Breaking the all-time record for the most Grammy wins ever by any female artist or any singer, male or female, the Grammy goes to Beyonce! This was like our first. We had the VMAs that were socially distanced, but this was like our first like major, major award show that was presented in COVID like this. All the artists there socially distanced and in separate little like areas all around the Staples Center. It was weird. Well, it wasn't in the Staples Center. It was outside. It was outside, right? So everybody was like, from what I was looking, it was like it was category divided. So like all like the best new artists were at like one little like dinner party, and then all like the the, like best album people were at one dinner party. It was weird. It was like a weird setup. I wonder if they used the actual Staples Center as their performance space. I'm thinking what. 
I feel like a lot of it was pre-recorded, the same way the VMAs were, because it just was too well produced for a live show. But I mean, looking at the Grammys years past, even when they do it live, it's super produced and super kind of like that. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying that it was pre-record, like wasn't pre-recorded. But at the same time, I look at that and go, why would you pre-record it if you have an entire space like the Staples Center? If right. they did use the Staples Center to do those kind of things, like, I think maybe the last performance with Little Baby might have been pre-recorded. It looked like it was on a on a back lot. Yeah, so that may have been pre-recorded. But going into Megan Thee Stallion and Party's number. It was weird. This when I was there, like not to like when I was there, but when <laughs> I was there, so they the setup of the Grammys is weird. They have the main like like present, presentation stage in the middle, and then on either side to the left and the right are auxiliary stages. When one person's performing, they're tearing down the other one and setting it up. Yeah, it makes sense. And they're tiny. It's tiny in person. Yeah. Because the whole floor is not staged. The whole floor is all artist seating. And the whole bowl is all because the whole Staples Center gets sat for the Grammys. Yeah. Even behind the stage they're seating. Like I said, it's really, really small in person. That's why like with how big Cardi's, Cardi's stage look, I felt like it's something had to be pre-done and pre-recorded like, well, a, like a concert I mean, hall. You also have to look at it this way. Without everybody in the Staples Center, right, they right, have a lot the more room. full Staples Center to use. Right. And the Staples Center is massive. It's fucking huge, yeah. It is huge. It is a beautiful space. But I feel like when nobody's there, they have all of that space on like the floor level. Right. So instead of doing it the short way, they have that whole right. that whole bottom piece to do what they need to and then they can build up into you know those first level seatings and everything. So it was beautiful. I mean, it was very well done this year, especially with what's going on in the world. Uh, speaking of Cardi B. Oh, can we and, talk and about Megan, that fucking performance? That it was performance everything. was probably one of the best Grammy performances I've seen. Okay, I don't say it's one of the best Grammy performances I've seen. I would say it was one I, of the best. It was Top five. Top five. I wouldn't put it in my top five. I would. I wouldn't. Lady Gaga is probably number one in your books. No, I don't think so. I don't think Lady Gaga is my number one. Not even um, with applause? That wasn't, she didn't perform that at the Grammys. That was the VMAs. Oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> that was the VMAs, but nice try. Whatever. Um, no, honestly, my favorite Grammy performance of all time is Eminem and Elton John doing Stan. That is probably my favorite Grammy performance of all time. Yeah. Just so iconic. That performance, the, the staging, the costumes, the lighting, the digital effects behind her. Like, both of them. Both. They're fucking dancing when they did that like fucking pussy barrel roll. <laughs> Not the pussy barrel. Fucking cheated a banjo kazooie pussy roll. <laughs> but it was one of those performances that'll definitely do- go down in, in history as one of the I like them attempting to fucking sing WAP on cable television. I like mean, they every did, fucking word. They've done a better job doing that than a lot of drag queens on drag race. That is so. very true. I was just cracking up though. Like like when she says Punani Dasani, she was like, Dasani Dasani. I'm like, girl, we know the words. Well, they also didn't do wet ass pussy. They did wet and gushy, which to me wet sounds. Wet apple pastry. Right. To, it's warm apple pastry. Whatever. To me, it sounds even worse to say wet and gushy. Yeah, no, That's absolutely. fucking filthy. I, I agree. I Every time I hear it, I'm like, okay, just say pussy, please. And then we had Little Baby's performance. Yeah. Like, I was watching that and I was like, this is everything. Even not knowing the song, because I, I'll be honest with you, I have never heard that song. I didn't know who Little Baby was until about five seconds before we recorded. When I told and, you who it was. And informed me of who he is. Watching that in silence was heartbreaking. Yeah. I'm a big thing of like, you have a platform and you have the ability to like go out and speak on top topics and speak on social justice issues. I feel like if you don't take the opportunity, especially with the, like, the air that we're in right now in our current socioeconomical political climate, like, if you're not taking the time to commentate on these things or like raise awareness. Especially, that was a full calendar year since Breonna Taylor was murdered. Right, I did. And you know, it was really definitely one of those statements that's like, this is still going on, this is still happening, and nothing is being done about it. And I will go and watch that performance with the sound on, simply right. because... 
like I, I watch every performance that happens at the Grammys just because you never know like what's gonna happen. What's gonna happen? It's always a um, surprise. But that performance in silence was so moving and it definitely was eye-opening. And again, Black Lives Matter, Trans Lives Matter, Black Trans Lives Matter, go out there and do what you can to change the narrative. If you can go out there and speak, go out there and speak. Absolutely. There was all that drama about the Grammy Awards, you know, with the weekend and not honoring black artists and that kind of thing. Watching it today, you know, you there was a celebration of black excellence as well. So you have people like Megan the Stallion, who her whole life has dreamed of getting to that Grammy stage. And you have Beyonce and you have her winning for I Can't Breathe. And even though there was all this pre-award show drama, I think we are kind of moving away from that mentality now that we, we're refocusing and like we're using the Grammy Awards platform to focus on social issues that we need to focus on. But I also think we're kind of moving into the direction of actually recognizing that there are multitude of talented people of color out there. Right, absolutely. And like, it's been like a thing, like Kanye West has been saying for years, the Grammys doesn't care about black people and the Grammys don't care about this and that. And he's, you know, he's right. The Grammys have always been kind, very whitewashed. It's been kind of white. The Grammys have been very, very whitewashed. And the last couple of years, we've kind of been slowly teetering away from that. And you know, tear it out, fucking tear the system down. Yeah, I mean, it's great because on Sunday when Beyonce won, she's now yeah. she's now the most Grammy winning artist. Beyonce grabbed her twenty eighth Grammy. That's a feat for anyone alone because like she's had such a long withstanding career. Like Beyonce is one of the icons of our generation. She will go down as someone like a Madonna or a Cher. Oh, one hundred. Or like it'll be like Beyonce and like you know a couple other people. Like who? Like you want to say your name? Like a Gaga and like a, um, <laughs> I, I, Michael, I'm watching you and you're going through your head. You're like Madonna and Cher and I can see that you wanted to say Lady Gaga <laughs> so badly, but you didn't want to sound the uber fan that you are of hers because you understand that while she is an amazing performer and an amazing artist, there are people who paved the way for her, but there are people that are more legendary than Lady Gaga. I don't disagree. Well, yeah, I know you don't, I don't disagree. disagree. I don't disagree. But I'm just, I'm just saying, like, no. I can see the, that the hamster was running. Lady Gaga won her 12th Grammy Award on Sunday. That's I'm an very amazing exciting. feat. That's great. Like, don't get me wrong. So Kermanica had a number one album, a number one, it was a number one album, a number one song, and won a Grammy. Her wait, second album to do so. Wait, did she, did Kermanica win the Grammy or did it just Rain on Me? Oh, Rain on Me won the Grammy. Okay, that's uh, what won the Grammy, yeah. That's what I thought. It was best pop duo performance. Oh, or best pop her. vocal duo performance. And that was the only, uh, the only Grammy that Ariana was nominated for, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. That was Ariana's second Grammy. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Good for both of them. This song is amazing. And then we went into the top award of the Grammys, which is Record of the Year every year. Uh, and Billie Eilish won this year, which is amazing. She, this is, yeah, because she sweep, like, she sweeped last year, like, last Grammys. I think She so. fucking killed. Yeah, she killed. She was the youngest person ever won a Grammy. Yeah. Uh, and then she won and went up there and said, you know, that Megan the Stallion deserved to win, that she didn't expect to win, that she had this whole speech planned for <laughs> congratulating Megan, saying that Megan had one of the best years. And I agree. I think Megan the Stallion, I didn't know who she was until this year. I went on a, a Megan the Stallion binge and listened to down a the rabbit hole bunch of her stuff. She's, a, she's fantastic. She is amazing. Good for Billy for recognizing that. Yeah, she had a great year, but Megan's year was better. She won best rap song and best rap performance. Yeah, for Savage. Speaking of which, Megan the Stallion fucking won one of the top awards as well. She won best new artist. Oh, that's right. She yeah. did win best. So new Lizzo artist. was the one that presented her the award. Yeah. So but like I, I was watching this and I saw all the the nominations. I was like, where's the weekend? Mr. Super Bowl. He was famously snubbed. There was lots of drama yeah. before the Grammys. He was famously snubbed, which I think rightfully so. I think he was snubbed because that album, and I also put it this way, I don't enjoy The Weeknd's music, really. It's not really my thing, but that album, I've listened to it from start to finish a couple different times. Sensational. I mean, and that's chase, not stuff I like. Was it Chasing Lights or? Uh, Blinding Lights. Blinding Lights. Blinding Lights was everywhere. You yeah. couldn't turn on the radio and go an hour without, listen, without right. hearing that song. It's like Driver's License right now. Yeah, which, okay, I will, I'm going to be the first to say this. That song is so so annoying.
annoying. Driver's license. And it's not because I hear it every time I'm in the car. I love driver's license. It's one of my favorite songs, and he, he hates it. And I play it all the time. I say it's annoying because it's just one of those songs that you hear that I get irrationally mad because I'm like, bitch, move the fuck on. Guess you didn't mean what you wrote in that song about me. It's kind of like Adele's first album, he, 19. You know, he said forever, now she drives alone past his street. Let's yeah. hear the hurt in her voice. Okay, then guess, go, you know what, bitch, go a different way. Maybe that's her only way home, CJ. Here's the thing. She's not Adele. Move on. <laughs> I'm gonna, I will fight you to the death because I love Olivia Rodrigo. I think she's so cute. Anyways, she wasn't even at the Grammys, so it doesn't matter. But yeah, album of the year, Taylor Swift won for Folklore. Yeah, I never heard it. You have heard it because I played you some of the songs You from have it. played me one song from it, and it was Cardigan. No, I also played... We were in my car during Beckham Disney, and I played half the album for you, so... Okay, no notice how I did not pay attention to it. <laughs> Here's my thing with Taylor Swift. Honey, I love your music. It's great. Stick to pop. I think that this album is going to kill on a tour. I think that's like the perfect, like, get a fucking vodka soda in your hand and just like vibe with people and just like listen to it. Nobody wants to stay into an arena listening to folk music. Oh, no. I want to do it. I'm like, I want a fucking outside amphitheater. It'll never happen. I want nitty gritty, like. It's never going to happen. Ooh, like, I want like a Lana Del Rey vibe concert. Here's the thing. Taylor Swift, don't do folk. Nobody cares about folk music. It's boring. It's tiring. It works for Trixie Mattel. Yes, and when has Trixie ever been nominated for a Grammy? Well, she won't. She's a drag exactly. queen. But hey, they're, hey, all of the girls on PEG's record label are, they're el- great. are I'm elig- not... they're eligible for Grammys. Right, but the Grammys... Yeah. Uh, the LGBT community is all, like underrepresented at the Grammys anyways. And that's a whole other side note. So, <laughs> But with that being said, Michael, I think it's time for a nice, beautiful commercial break. They're not commercial. They're commercial. They're not commercials. Mommy? Yes, sweetie? Why don't they fix the house? Which house? The one that has the holes in them. The holes in it? What do you mean? The song that there's some holes in the house. There's some holes in this house. There's some holes in this house. And the Grammy goes to Billie Eilish. This is really embarrassing for me. Megan, girl, I was going to write a speech about how you deserve this. But then I was like, there's no way they're going to choose me. (laughs) I was like, it's hers. You deserve this. You had a year that I think is untoppable. You are a queen. I want to cry thinking about how much I love you. You're so beautiful. You're so talented. You deserve everything in the world. I think about you constantly. I root for you always. You deserve it, honestly. Genuinely, this goes to her. Can we just cheer for Megan Thee Stallion, please? (laughs) Here's some lyrics. You ready? Horses in this house. There's some horses in this house. There's some horses in this house. There's some horses in this house. I said certified freak. Seven days a week. Wet ass P word. Make that pull out game weak. Yeah. 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 You effing with some wet ass P word. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet ass P word. Give me everything you got for this wet ass P word. Beat it up and catch a charge. Extra large and extra hard. Put this P word right in your face. Wipe your nose like a credit card. Hop on top if I want to fry. I do a kegel while it's inside. Spit in my mouth. Look in my eyes. This P word is wet. I'm taking a dodge. It continues uh, along these lines. Uh, and it gets significantly, significantly more vulgar. Like, oh, a lot more vulgar. Talk your S word, bite your lip, ask for a call while you ride that Z word. You really ain't never gonna ask him for a thing. He already made his mind up before he came. Now get your boots and your coat for this wet ass P word. Pay my tuition just to kiss me on this wet ass P word. Right, so this is, guys, this, this is what feminists fought for. 
This is what the feminist movement was all about. You're listening to Quarantine Bears, the podcast. And we're back from our commercial break. Also, the commercials now, Michael. I just don't want to argue about it. I'll just let you have your way. Exactly how it should be. I just It's not worth a fight. And <laughs> Mary across the table here just wants to be right. Do you not want it to be a fight because you're afraid you're going to lose? No, I just don't feel like dealing with it. Oh, okay. Fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> I don't just feel like dealing with it. <laughs> no, so, you know, when we started this podcast, I thought, you know, we need to let these listeners get to know us better and get to know what makes us tick and what really grinds our gears, if you will. So we decided we Grind should each have our... gears. What? What really marshes our mellow? So we decided, as a collective group, the Queerenstein Bears, that we each should have a segment. So bi-weekly here on Queerenstein Bears, the podcast, we are going to, you know, dive in and let you know what makes us tick, ladies and gentlemen. I feel like your segment is more about what makes you tick, while mine is more about kind of focusing people and giving them hope for a better day, Michael. Got fucking the love guru across the table over here. Yeah, well, it's not always going to be about love and relationships and stuff like that. But I think at the beginning of the week, people should kind of just start their week off with something to think about for the whole week. Like motivation. Yeah. Let's... We're going to do a segment now called A Moment to Breathe. You are exactly where you should be right now. If it's a good place, keep pushing. If it's a bad place, learn from it and push to be in a better place. Do not let a moment of bad be the definition for your day. You are stronger and better than just a moment. I have faith in you and I am on your side. I love you. Oh, that's cute. And you know, if you're pregnant, just push anyways. Exactly. And eventually something will... But... Just know that me and Michael, we have been through a lot as humans and as as people. And we know what it's like to be in a depressive state and how to push through those depressive states. We've been in moments of pure happiness and pure sadness. And Absolutely. you should just know that, like I said, it is a moment. And if you let that moment encompass you for more than a moment, you're not doing it right. And as much as like the fucking cliche is it gets better, it honestly does. Like as someone who struggled with mental illness for majority of their adult and middle-aged adult life, shit gets better. Even though it fucking sucks sometimes when you're in the thick of it, it gets better. Take a moment and breathe. Life isn't that serious. And goose faba. Whatever that means. You ever seen anger management? Nope. They're like, goose faba. That's what like the guru like tells them to do, like they like to like, relax. Yeah, no. <laughs> if you need to look in the mirror, count to ten, take a deep breath, and push yourself to be a better person. Michael, I think it's time we go. Now it's off to the races. Bing bang bong, sing sang song. Bing bang bong, UK hun. Isn't it ding dang dong? Whatever, it doesn't fucking I don't matter. think it's ding That was three dog. weeks ago. But Michael, we're at the top four of Drag Race UK. One more episode. I know. And then I w- what's going to fill the void except another six weeks of season 13? It started after 13 and it's finishing before, before it. 13. That's so, that's, that's so funny to me. It to me is one of those things where I'm like, when we were watching Drag Race on Friday, I was like, we started on January 1st. 1st. That was the first episode of 13. We are now in almost the end of March. And we're still only... The top seven? Yeah. But then we started Drag Race UK two weeks after US and we're finished with it already. Right. So who's your pick? Bimini. Yeah, I'm going to say Bimini. Ahura was my pick from the beginning. I didn't think she was going to win. I just wanted her to win. Bimini's getting the winner at it. Bimini. Oh, 100%. Bimini. I thought it was going to be Lawrence at the beginning of the season. I thought Lawrence was going to get the win. And now it's going to be Bimini because she's fucking killing it. I say Bimini for a few reasons. After watching so many seasons of Drag Race, you can start to tell who is getting the push 
to win. Absolutely. Like when Bianca Del Rio walked in or uh, Aquaria walked yeah. in or Bob the Drag Queen. You're like, you know they're going to win when they walk in. Or Trixie Mattel. See, I didn't think Bimini was going to win walking in simply because like I didn't understand her drag. I think back from quarantine is when they really switched and like she's yeah. the, like she got the momentum. And I was favoring Lauren simply because you I know, know Lawrence. Lawrence. I've worked with Lawrence. I think Lawrence is definitely something the Drag Race brand needs. But then as I watched UK more and understood who Bimini was as the weeks went on I fully understood her drag more and more and realized this is what the drag race brand needs they right. need somebody like Bimini they need that person who pushes the essence of what drag is to a different level and she pushes the boundaries a little bit she's not your stereotypical drag race winner no she's not a you know Evie Oddly and she's not a Bianca and she's not a she's something completely Aquaria. different to the brand yeah she's definitely a different a different type of drag that they need you know, everybody who's won Drag Race has, has fit a niche. And I think not to discredit Bimini's talent and who she is, she fits the niche of a winner. Absolutely. She is a non-binary human being who does drag. I really like the exposure, you know, non-binary individuals and trans individuals are now getting on the show. You know, back in the day, there was drama and all that stuff about lack of representation and I really appreciate the push. Oh, we'll talk about that when we get to the US section. I just think I'm just I just really appreciate like I really appreciate, you know, the like the effort and like the focus on being a more inclusive. Yeah. Like, you know, an inclusive like institution because, you know, at this point in our life, Drag Race is an institution. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, it, it's ingrained in in the, the psyche of America. Oh, 100%. And just like psyche of the world in general. Yeah, people have accepted drag for what it is based on that show. It's Absol- no oh, long, absolutely. It's no longer something they do in a dark nightclub. Drag has definitely been pushed to the forefront of people's minds because of Drag Race. It's no longer queens performing at 11 p.m. or midnight doing a show right. in the dark. They're on network television. Right, they're not mashing their mouths to other people's songs just for exactly. dollar anymore you know there are queens that have sold out arenas there are touring groups that literally are selling out parking recording artists right. yeah they're recording artists they're movie stars they're tv stars and they're doing more than just going to a dark nightclub in the seedy side of town right to perform for the mo's exactly I, I say bimini is getting the winner edit because she has turned kind of into the narrator of the season she has she's like the one that they go that they cut to for the commentary you know unfortunately they've turned lawrence into a villain right because they had to fill the void because the Horror's gone now. Yeah. Tace is kind of there. She kind of adds the comedic one-liner in her She like I like her because she like can be snarky, but they didn't make her a villain. Yeah. I really like the way they edited her. I thought they edited her perfectly for reality television. Yeah. And Ellie is kind of she, getting the... She's just the, there to fill space. The I'm there kind of underdog she's filler queen. She's, she's like the filler queen edit. I wouldn't say she's the filler queen. I think they're giving her the underdog edit to make it look like there's no chance of her winning. Because there's not. But they, you never know. <laughs> they're they, not. Let's just be honest. They're not going to give the win to Ellie Diamond with no fucking challenge. But win. here's the thing. They're they, not going to do that. But they can turn it around and go, see, you can win Drag Race without actually winning something because that, of that your is, talent. That is not a fucking, that is not a, a thing that we need to be putting out here because then what's the point of fucking challenges? She's won a mini challenge. Don't even start. She won a fucking quick drag. 10 minute million challenge I don't want to hear it she also has never had to be in the bottom she was in the bottom once okay and it was last week I understand that but she's not gonna win Unlike, there's no way she's gonna win without winning a challenge not gonna happen okay <laughs> not gonna that's not gonna happen you never know and then we go into Drag Race US Drag Race US this week 
we got down to the top seven. You know, that I wouldn't call Starcon a drag race. Is it over yet? Can, can we just talk about this challenge for a minute? Let's talk. My One of my favorite challenges every season on drag race, like my top two usually are Snatch Game and the Makeover Challenge. I, I, think the, the, I think the Makeover Challenge, you know, separates, you know, those that are just a drag queen and then those are like superstars. Really, really like the Makeover Challenges. It's probably one of my favorite challenges of the season. You know, I like the, like I said, Snatch Game and the Makeover Challenge. And I think that it was an interesting one because some of them girls don't know what they're doing. Um, I think looking at everybody's face when they did it looked like the person who painted them. I don't think Denali, I don't think Denali looked like Olivia. I think Olivia looked like Denali. I do not think Denali looked like Olivia. And I think See, I do. And I think Olivia that's I think the reason Denali went home was because Olivia fucked up. And Denali got screwed over. Oh, I and agree. The only reason why fucking Denali went home over Olivia is because Olivia fucking turned that lip sync out. I agree. I looked at it and said, you know, the critiques they gave to Olivia were she doesn't look like you. That's not Olivia. We don't see Olivia in Denali. But when they were talking to Olivia about the way she looked, they said, We see Denali. We see the hair, the costume, and the makeup. So right. I think it was very much that. And I'm surprised, like honestly, I'm surprised about the critiques that Tina and Rose got because oh, I think they were the best on that stage. So, okay, so I don't think they were the best. I think the best really were Candy. I think the best were Candy and Mick. I think I don't fucking like Candy one bit as far as you could throw her, which is not very far. Um, I don't like her one bit because she's just aggravating. However, I think that they were the best on that stage. When I looked at Candy, Mick 100%. And when I looked at Mick, that's Candy's. That's Candy's work, hands down to a T, point blank on the period. And I look at someone like Simone and Utica, and I go, that was a more of a representation of who they were than Mick and Candy. I don't because disagree. Because I think Simone turned out Utica 100%. Utica was so good. Exactly. I think that was Simone to a T. And then Simone looked amazing in Utica drag. I think yeah. that was a bigger transformation and a better understanding of them understanding their art and their craft than Mick and Candy. I just really like Mick. I love the way Mick paints. Like, I love that, like, clown white. Oh, like... 100%. I understand that. But at the same time, that wasn't the challenge. No, I know. You're right. You're right. The challenge was to have your partner embody your drag. Can we fucking talk about the outfit that Utica had on? She looked so she looked fucking good. Incredible. That's the best she's looked all season. Her and that out, like that homage to, to Baps, like super oh. fucking great. Oh yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it's weird now because it was a pairs challenge. So, like we're down to the bottom. So like literally, like if Candy and Mick and Utica and Simone are the top two groups, the other two are automatically going to be in the bottom. Even though Rose and Tina didn't do bad, they still were in the bottom yeah. technically because they were the other group. I don't, I don't know. I just, I like Tina. I, I don't know why people don't like her. I like her a lot. RuPaul took off her wig, and we have six more weeks of Drag Race. Stop it. Six more weeks. You mean that hair isn't natural out of her head? Nope. She's not a natural blonde. This upcoming Thursday, we find out the winner of Drag Race UK. And then on Friday, we find out the top six. (laughs) (sighs) For RuPaul's Drag Race US, which I pray to the God of Divine that we do not have another special. We do not have another save. You know there's going to be a fucking countdown to the crown recap bullshit. I will will turn it off. I need a double. Moments that you haven't seen. I need a double elimination at some point. (laughs) I need a four-way. Four people need to go home. We need to be down to the top four. But you know what? Good for these girls for getting their moments, especially with everything still being kind of iffy and close and they're not able to go out and make their coin. Hey, give them as much screen time as possible. That's fair. They, they suffered enough. Exactly. You know, performers and artists have suffered enough this year. Exactly. I, I needed to go get a drink because Drag Race fucking stresses me out. Wait, wait. Can you say it, Michael? Let's go to a commercial. Woohoo! Here's the thing, though. I thought my ass was going to be out, so I shaved my ass last night. <laughs> and then my ass isn't out and my nipples are. So... But it's fine. They a little cold, but we there. If I had a nickel. <laughs> Gorge. Please welcome to the stage, Tuna Burger. 
Oh my god! Ah, oh my god. Well, Minnie Tina. <laughs> Rose's already a hard canvas to work on, and Tina just managed to make it harder. <laughs> um, first and foremost, I want to say that I didn't know Tina Burner owned flames and the color orange, red, and yellow. You would never see Tina walk down the runway looking like a hoe like this, looking flawless. Number one. Ooh. And number two, me and Gamek have the hardest challenge in this entire group, because I'm big, she's little, and yet we still made it work. All these bitches have the same size, so there's no excuse why they should look as weak, and Olivia and Denali seem like the weakest out of everyone on the stage. There's the podcast. <laughs>I guess I'm mean on this podcast. Not at all. You're opinionated. That's fair. I don't think it's mean. I think it's... Abra- con- it's not abrasive? Not at all. It's better than what you sounded like on your other podcast. Oh. Where you sound like a ditzy little bitch. Like a whore? A uh, ditzy little bitch. Also, I sounded like a whore. <laughs> so you would say you were a whore? Oh, I see what you did there. You see what I did there, Michael? I did. I did. I would say I'm more of a, a bottom than an ahora. Yeah. Yeah, you bottom little slut. Oh, I'm not slutty anymore. Michael, as a professional bottom. Actually, let me rephrase that. A professional gets paid. As an experienced bottom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like you have a, a good insight on how to be a bottom. A bottom. Yeah. I mean, I, I would consider I would consider myself the best at my craft. <laughs> You know, I have toiled for hours and hours over a hotbed working on my skill set. You took out books. I took out books and and videos, learning aids. (laughs) And you've you've kind of honed in on, like you said, on your craft of being a bottom. Right, but I imagine it's similar for you being a top. I would imagine that you have, you know, crafted your uh, Oh, I have years and years and years. You for you crafted your skill set. Yeah, I have years of experience. You know what they say, it's always good to practice your craft. Yeah. Right. I practice it a lot. Right, cockcraft. Cockcraft. <laughs> World of dickcraft. <laughs> You're an idiot. So, you know, a lot of the times I get messages from people asking me, you know, after I've done things with them, how can they be a better bottom? And, you know, what did they do that I liked or what could they do to fix themselves? People message you that shit. I've had a few. I've had like 20 or 30 people. No, I'm just kidding. You're like, such a liar. <laughs> I've had a handful of people after we have done the deed. The um, nasty. The nasty. Bumped ugly. <laughs> the horizontal. Right in the hobby horse. Oh my gosh. Um, ask me, you know, did you like this? What could I do to be better? And somebody... You said, who is this? I said, new phone. Same phone. Who dis? Um, and as somebody who is a... As somebody who is a quote-unquote professional bottom... Who's that me? Is that, that, that's you. Is that me? Yes, Ahura. What kind of advice can you give people to better themselves as a bottom? Ooh, that's a tough one. I'm like on the spot. This is, you know, this is my Barbara Walters moment. Like, I've done the research. I've been out in the field. I've been in the trenches. Just answer the fucking question. Um, well, there's a lot. You know, my big one, my big, big, big one is, I always call it, refer to things like grounding yourself. So, you know, whether it's like a bed frame or a headboard or a wall, whatever it may be, like brace yourself against it, grab a hold of it, push yourself back up on the guy, you know, kind of like beach. Just because you're on the bottom doesn't mean you can't be in charge. That's one of my big things. <laughs> what are you laughing about? But what if they're like handcuffed or like, what if they like to Okay, be- but like I get into shit like that too. Like I like to be tied up. I like to be handcuffed. That's, this is just, I'm talking about run of the mill average normal 
vanilla. Not like we're fucking in the ass. It's not that vanilla. <laughs> but like, right, it's more of a chocolate swirl. That, that's disgusting. But no, I don't get mud on your helmet. Did you really go to? No, war? you didn't. But no, I'm talking about like anything like not bondagey because this is a whole. There's a, I have a whole separate tips for bondage. We'll talk about that later. Oh boy. But yeah, so that's my number one. Number two, my other like secret trick is wrapping your legs around the guy. So like if he's going at it from behind you, I like to wrap my legs around him and like thrust him into me. Michael, are you a power bottom? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Of course. Okay. Why do you ask? Because you seem to be taking full control over every situation that you just... The two situations you just named, you have taken complete control over it. No, but I'm sure, like, just because he's on top does not mean he's in control. Take charge of your sex life and your, like, body. That's a big thing. Amen. Number three, another big one, is your diet. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because I'm not a I'm not a bottom, so these are kind of, like, to me... You've never even tried it? I've tried it once or twice. It's not my cup of tea. Right. But listening to, like, somebody who is majority a bottom... I mean, also, I mean, like, I didn't start bottoming until a couple years ago, though. Like, honestly, like, I always top my, like, whole life. Just because you sit on top doesn't make you a top. No, I honestly, I, like, realistically, like, I never bottomed. And then a couple, like, maybe three or four years ago, I hooked up with a guy and then consistently hooked up with him for the next remainder of years after that. And he turned me into a big old bottom. But, like, listening to, like, and I don't mean to cut you off when you're telling your story and, like, and your tips, but the fact that you're sitting there, like, as a top i don't really think of these things going into into sex with someone right like not to be like i'm sorry but like there's a lot of prep work involved in being a bottom like all you have to do is change your sheets and like light a candle like i have to like prepare i have to like watch what i eat i can't go to taco bell on the way to your house i need to like worry about taking fiber supplements or like that kind of shit that's a bad <laughs> that's, a, that that's a bad pun you know it, but it, it, it helps immensely in like your pre-sex preparation i'm not sponsored or anything but i would 100 recommend the pure supplements like they're a one level that keeps you nice and clean uh, before and you go into your next tip just the tip just the tip just to see how what it is michael rebottoming regimen like if michael was gonna leave this podcast right now and go bottom what oh but i have what? like secrets i don't want to give out people well keep it vague that if you don't want to give out your secrets but like what would michael do to get ready for a uh, an encounter. So I like to prepare like I don't know that I'm going to... So like, I have to make it seem like I don't know that I'm going to have sex, but like I totally knew I was going to have sex and it's wrapped in saran wrap anyways, but... Okay. So like, okay, so I'm obviously I'm going to shave my ass. Like my asshole's going to be nice and smooth and beautiful, like a nice little like soft, supple bottom. Then I'm going to, you know, clean out and take care of all that stuff. Okay. Then, you know, I have some product that may or may not make your asshole taste a flavor when someone eats you out. So It's a, bo- it's a booty scrub. It makes you taste like peach ring. But you literally just said you want to pretend that it's not going to happen so if joe schmo goes down on michael and it tastes like a fucking jelly ring first of all if i was that top i'd bet why does your asshole taste like a jelly ring wouldn't you be excited though no because i hate jelly ring okay what if it was a flavor that you like what if it was like chocolate i better not taste like chocolate that's weird (laughs) that's a bad one Um, like vanilla latte or like mint why would i want to eat an asshole that tastes like mint i've never had any complaints so anyways anyway sorry continue that's kind of like my like pre-bottoming regimen. And if I know the guy has a big dick, because I usually find these things out before I go to somebody's house, I will 100% put a butt plug in and like sit in my house. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm going to tell the people the truth. It helps. It helps. I, I'm not mad at it. I mean, whatever floats your boat, whatever works for you. Okay, so I mean... to like kind of piggyback or bareback off my last <laughs> off my last tip and you know this little like what's my pre-bottoming regimen, definitely, definitely douching is a necessary evil 
I know it sucks. I know it's annoying to do. And it's not really good for your body. It's not very good at all for your body. No. My big thing is like be mindful not to overdo it and like not to like go real fucking to town on it because you can like really damage your insides. Do you a bulb um, or a nozzle? I don't have a nozzle just because it won't. It, I just don't like, I don't feel like I don't have enough control over it. Okay. Um, so I go bulb just because you can like control how much water you're using. Yeah. To me, that's a big thing because if you use too much water, you're going to be sick to your stomach for hours. And warm water, right? Not cold. Not too hot, not too cold. It has to be like middle of the way or you're going to get like cramp, cramp, cramp. Yeah. So it's like, you know, like a nice, like, nice, like a... Like a body temperature. Yeah, like a body temperature. Yeah, yeah, like a nice room temperature. My next big one, practice with toys. Practice, practice, practice with toys. It's not something that I really do anymore since I'm kind of a pro. Free being like a bottom whore. on the rack. Uh, no, because I generally only sleep with the same like couple people right now, so... Doesn't make any less of a horror. That's fair. But and I don't think this is money more because like I'm a pro at it, and though. But if like you're new to like being a bottom or you're like new to like anything like butt play, butt plugs and dildos are going to help tremendously. You know, you're going to be able to kind of figure out what size you're comfortable with, you know, kind of get your like bearings on straight, if you will. This is going to help with dilation depending on how big your partner is. If your partner's got a big dick, it ain't gonna be fun the first couple times. Well, no. Not at all. And then, lube, 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 lube. Get it and use it. Spit is not lube. Even though it's really hot for a guy to like throw you down, spit on your hole and like go to fucking town, it's gonna hurt and it may seem hot, but trust me, lube is key. Go for it. Try different kinds. Experiment. Find the one you like and use it. Use a lot of it. Would you recommend like a numbing cream? No. Or anything for like... No, 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 Not even no, for no. somebody who's like no. new to, to the experience? No, because if you get hurt, if anything doesn't feel right, like why you're bottoming like if you get a fissure or you like perforate something and you have numbing cream on you're not going to feel it till afterwards and you can cause like irreversible damage i those numbing creams are the worst product that have ever come out for bottoms hands down that's eye-opening for me because as somebody who doesn't bottom it doesn't bottom as much like i've ever or barely ever barely ever i always looked at those numbing creams as kind of like the saving grace to no. to, to being like somebody who who doesn't do that so it's kind of good to know that you know those numbing creams they're don't. so dangerous yeah, they're so so dangerous. A lot of a lot of like sex shops won't even sell them anymore because they're really so, yeah, they're so liable. Oh, what about flavored lube? What is your preference? A flavored lube? Yeah. What's the fucking point? What if you go A to M? You're not sticking your dick in my ass, and I'm not gonna suck your dick. Usually, um, <laughs> usually, usually nine times out of ten, that's not gonna happen because you're gonna finish while you're yeah. down there. So it very rarely is it happening. You know, because I'm a fan of like the yeah we get it the twi- yeah the Twinkie moment, but like yeah, we understand. Definitely recommend skipping the flavored lube with all fucking gimmick, and it, you're gonna get a fucking yeast infection in your butthole um we're making banana bread that's disgusting (laughs) and then my big one at the end of it all speak up be vocal and this is not just like screaming like oh yeah yeah fuck me harder like like breathe me raw daddy like not screaming shit like that tell your partner what you like what you don't tell them to slap your ass tell them to pull your hair tell them to choke you tell them to spit in your mouth tell them to punch you whatever you're into tell them to do it and whatever you're not into tell him and make him stop you know you are in charge of your body speak up and don't be afraid to say something. If it hurts, it hurts. Don't keep doing it. Consent is sexy. Absolutely. Consent is the most sexy thing you can do. Yeah. You know, consent looks sexy on anybody. And then my pro tip, if you're riding him, let him jerk you off. This will send it from zero to hundred very quickly. Oh, well, there you go. Michael's tips on to be a better bottom. So if I was like ever in the mood to top again, which probably won't, which happens very, <laughs> very rare. Which is, you know, it's kind of like I do it once a year just to like remember how to do it. And then like, it's kind of like riding a bike or like ice skating. Like every time like, I go home, I ice skate. Just oh. like, just like, you know, I can keep my like proficiencies up yeah. on ice skating. <laughs> So if I want to keep my bottom proficiencies up, like what are some tips that you have? Some tips to be a, a better top is understand your partner. If you're doing something with them and they don't seem like they're comfortable doing it, stop. Make sure they're okay. You know, like I said, consent is sexy. Yes, it's hot to sit there and fuck the shit out of somebody. But at the same time, it's your responsibility as the top to ensure that your bottom is also having fun and enjoying the same thing 
and that it's not just all about you. So so be kind to your bottoms. Do you have people ever say it's too big or it's too hard? Yes. Yeah. I've had encounters where I, obviously I have usually show people what it looks like before I show up um, or before they come over or before we do anything. People go, oh yeah, I can do that. I can do that. And then they see it in person and it, it kind of turns into the can I or can't I kind of situation and I can always tell when they look at it and they go, maybe. Um, <laughs> but I've, I've, I have hooked up with people that just doesn't Can't work. handle it. And It doesn't work for everybody. Big dicks don't work for everybody. No. And I'm very understanding about it. I go, okay, that's not an issue. Like, I completely understand. Um, and we we kind of figure out another way to enjoy each other's company. So, you know, as a top, it's my job, I feel, to make sure that my bottom is enjoying it just as much as I am. I agree. Another pro tip. Get your bottom off. It's not all about you. Don't be selfish. Oh, if, I should have put that in mind because that's the big thing. If you are a top and a predominant top, like all you do is top or, you know, you prefer that over being a bottom, make sure that you are treating that bottom with the same integrity, the same respect they're treating you with. If they're there to get you off, you're there to get them off. Quid pro quo. Quid pro quo, right. Do you prefer to get off and then get your bottom off or do you like to... My bottom needs to get off first. Okay. Because once I do it, I am done. I don't want to be looked at. Don't touch me. Don't look at me. Um, I'm going to go from 100 to zero real quick. <laughs> so if you don't get off before I get off, I'm so sorry. I'm going to send you home with a doggy bag and we're going to call it a day. Right. You're going to get pictures and videos of your experience like Splash Mountain. Yep. You know, there's a goodie bag as you leave my house. Congratulations. Money on the dresser. <laughs> Money's on the dresser, sugar. My other big tip for, <laughs> for tops is... Your big tip for tops? My big tip for tops. Hydrate. Make sure that when you go into an encounter that you are properly hydrated going into it because you are going to put a lot of work into what you are about to do. And you're going to lose a lot of fluid. Yeah. I have been on the receiving end of not drinking enough water before going into an encounter and halfway through I'm like, I'm good. I need to like take 10 minutes to kind of recollect myself, rehydrate myself and go back to what I'm doing. And by that time I'm kind of like, okay, I'm kind of done with this. The mood is lost. You kind of don't want to go back into it. So you just, you call it quits, you jerk off and you call it a day. So make sure you go into every encounter hydrated and I wouldn't say full because you will throw up, but like a light bite or I, something. I don't like to eat before sex if I'm deep throating. Like I almost want to vomit. So yeah. I try not to eat before sex. Um, so it's just one of those things. Like just make sure that you are, you're ready to go into it knowing full well that you are going to do a marathon. So you asked me, what's like your like prep work or your game plan before you go into something, before you invite somebody over or like... So I'm a firm believer of taking a shower before having sex. Absolutely. Before and after. Yeah. So I like will rub every bo- every piece of my body with a loofah with as much soap as I possibly can get on that loofah and make sure that like the predominant areas that the bottom is going to be near are scrubbed. Perfect. I'll trim nice, up. And I, I love a nice scrubbed top. <laughs> <laughs> an idiot. I will trim up the areas that I know they're going to be near. I might spray a little cologne on my legs so this way when they are down there that I would have never not, thought of that. That it's not them, you know, swallowing a cologne. But I also will ask my bottom, hey, are you allergic to colognes? Do you have any kind of like asthma or anything like that? This way you know if they do, not to do that. Right, or to have nothing a, sexier than an asthma attack. Right, or to have a, or have a inhaler <laughs> on their nightstand. And then it's really just kind of setting the mood and making sure that the person who's coming over is, is comfortable with where they are because, you know, nothing is more uncomfortable than going someplace and not being comfortable there. Oh, absolutely. We, you know, we've all experienced that outside of the bedroom, so right. why not make the encounter as, as nice as possible uh, 
for the, the for the individual who's coming. And if you are traveling to the person's house, you know, making sure that you look approachable or presentable, right? Yeah, and not showing up looking like a fucking bum. So those are kind of my tricks. right. Don't show up in a ski mask uh, unless they're into that, and right? Do whatever you want, but it's also just making sure that you're respecting the boundary of your partner. When they say stop, you stop. It's not all about you. Be respectful of the person you are hooking up with or having sex with, even if it's your partner that you've known for years and years and years, uh, your husbands, your boyfriends, or anything like that. People are always experiencing new things. Always just keep in mind that what you like, they may not like, and what they like, you may not like. And so, it's what you may like may change. It may not be the same thing. You may not like to have sex the same way every single time. Exactly. You know? And it's okay to say no. And it's okay to say, hey, let's try something different. It's, it's okay to say these things to people. Um, right. Like, I'm going to like, because I sometimes like to be fucking roughed up and slapped around and yeah. choked and spit on and other times. I don't feel like putting the prep work into like getting my body realigned and like I just want to have normal sex. So like it just depends. So just be respectful of each other. That's really all the things I have for being a top. I mean the biggest thing is just respecting. It's respecting communication. Yep, exactly. We hope you enjoyed that little brief insight and had to be a better top and a better better bottom. bottom. I know what people like. People want to know. You know, the people want to know. It gets the people going. Yeah. I'm all all fucking horny now. I like want to go out and have sex. My gosh. (laughs) Well, you can find Michael on a bathroom wall. Or no, on... I, no, 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 no. I'm just going to slap a hand at the end of the day and call it. You can find Michael on a bathroom wall, grinder, or if you head over to the Queer and Steam Bears, the podcast, uh, on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, you can find them there as well, or at queensteenbearspodcast.com. So if you are interested in DMing Michael, you can find him on all of those socials. You can also find myself on all of them. Um, we will gladly accept any nudes. We will. They'll be shared, but we'll- Right, we're going to share them. I'm going to definitely show everybody else but you know if you want to send me your dick go for it <laughs> with that being said michael let's take a commercial break so mike and go whip one out so just to be clear um i'm a red wine drinker that's fine okay cool uh i only drink red wine okay and up until last night i was under the impression that you too only drank red wine but i guess i was wrong I see where you're going with this. Um, I do drink red wine. But I also drink white wine. And I've been known to sample the occasional rosé. And a couple summers back, I tried a Merlot that used to be a Chardonnay, which got a bit complicated. Okay, yeah, so you're just really open to all wines. I like the wine and not the label. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Um, This is just very new to me, so... As long as you didn't roll over and cry yourself to sleep with regret, then we're good, right? No, 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 I absolutely did that. Just wept for hours in the dark. I say we go with this one, it's the biggest. You're listening to Quarantine Bears, the podcast. And we're back, but not for long. <laughs> no, we're going to be back forever, Michael. We're never going anywhere. Right, no, this is actually a 24-hour long podcast. I hope you know that you downloaded it. You're welcome. And now you're stuck with us because uh, we have locked your car keys in the car. Right. You're stuck that inside. You're stuck sense. inside the car. The, the, lo- the, car, the call is coming from inside the car. <laughs> we have locked your doors. You are trapped. This is actually OnStar. OnStar. Michael, you know, since it is winding down. I didn't know wind down, too. Uh, Getting a little excited over here talking about (laughs) fucking bottoming. 
Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. F-U-C-K-Y-O-U. Go home and masturbate. Because we talked about sex and you're horny now. <laughs> you're welcome. Michael, unfortunately, it is that time of the show. Where is it we time of the month? Have to say goodbye to our lovely people. Bye, everybody. It was a pleasure as always. Make sure you stay tuned uh, to the QueensteenBearsPodcast.com. We're going to be announcing some awesome things coming up that we're going to be doing. I heard, I heard you have an announcement for us. Do you have I one? I do. Ooh, you know, last, you week, last week we teased we were going to make uh, an announcement this week, um, and that is starting in April, Michael and I will be joining Twitch. Ooh, so it's not the Tia and Tamara movie where they play witches, right? We're not <laughs> doing, we're not reenacting that. Am I correct? We with are that? not reenacting that. But Michael, it's actually Twitches, but it is Twitches. Twitches get stitches. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. But me and Michael will be joining Twitch uh, in April. We're we going to play some Nintendo. We're going to be playing some video games, not just Nintendo. We're going to be playing PS4 and Nintendo 64. Uh, we have an NES. Uh, I have an Atari Nintendo. somewhere. We have an Atari. Um, we'll be playing video games on there. We will also be doing some challenge videos uh, live for everybody to watch. If you stay tuned to our socials or the Queen Steam Bears podcast website, you will be able to be the first to know about all of our upcoming Twitch streams, which is going to be a lot of fun. Like Britney Spears said, don't let me be the last to know exactly that's a song <laughs> don't let me be the last to know you and your your pop music michelle i mean that's that's the that's you it makes the world go round. it does um but you never know who's going to show up on those so Ooh, we might sure. have some special guests uh, make sure you stay tuned for those. Also, I love to plug my husband's stuff. It's also your stuff and my stuff because we all work on it together. Yeah. On May 14th and 15th, Claremont Performing Arts Center, we will be doing the Golden Cows Live. Not it a is, Christmas musical. Not a Christmas <laughs> musical. It is three episodes of the original Golden Girls that we have recrafted to be drag-friendly episodes. You can get your tickets at tvlandlive.com or claremontpac.com. Dot com. Uh, but you can find all of those on our socials, on our website as well. Michael. CJ. It has been an honor. It has been a pleasure. It has been fun. And it hasn't been real fun. It has not. Until next week. I'll see you fuckers later. Bye. Bye. Bears, the podcast. <laughs>